When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Carlos Mencia is here. He's everywhere. Stand up live tonight and tomorrow. What are you doing here on a Wednesday? I know, dude. I, I have no idea why Carlos, I said yes. Is. Did no, you, actually, did you I'm spend doing, it all? I'm shooting a lot of uh, no. I'm shooting a lot of uh, B-roll for. Um, so in two weeks, I'm actually doing a special, but part of the special is going to be recorded this week. Oh, okay, cool. So, so you do. Oh, so you're doing a bunch of different shots from different kind of, kind oh, okay, of different cool. stuff. Like so that. tonight, so is- if, if you show up, like you know, don't show up with your sancha. Don't show up with <laughs> <laughs> sancha. Is it's Mexican for that the the not the right girl. Right, don't, right. Don't. Yeah, yeah. We know. <laughs> We're familiar with all the languages in which that you, applies. I, you, yeah, I know the German one, the Swedish oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, Sancha is beautiful. Yeah, Santa Maria, whatever. <laughs> I forgot what her name is. Uh, but you're here tonight. So tonight's not the night to go because you're just phoning one in for B-roll. No, no, no. Come no. on, Carlos. No, dude. No. <laughs> it's no, Wednesday, I, man. You don't work Wednesday. No, dude. It's I, like getting up early on Saturday. All right, we'll do that. We'll go we'll know, go early. I am enjoying this right now because I, I just had a deal to do two specials. Nice. So I know what's going to happen when they go out, right? What's yeah. going to happen is my hardcore fans are going to watch it, and they're going to tell other people, you got to check this out. Yeah. And then those people that have been like, the dicks. Know, it's been a long time, whatever, let's right. check it out. <laughs> right. Or they're going to be like, whose jokes is he doing? Right. Well, why don't you watch it, stupid? Right. Yeah. And they're going to watch it and do what everybody that comes to see me live does. Yeah. With their come and apologize afterwards and say, I'm so sorry, dude. I believed right. it. You don't even understand. I mean, I was bringing – whatever. And then, and then I, I don't think it's going to hit right away. What I think it's by like three to four months after it, that's when it's going to be. So then the second one comes out. So by next year, by the end of next year, I'll be yeah. doing bigger venues. Awesome. And it won't be the same. And so this I'm, I'm enjoying chance. this. Oh, really? Okay, good. Intimate. You know what I, I mean? Like Instead that. of going to the Dodge next time and having to, you know, sit in the back. And yeah. I mean, or even the celebrity. I love it, but it's still, you know. It's huge. Half, half. No, no matter how big it is, 
half of it, like no matter how good I am at doing it, every joke is only going to get right. half of the people looking at my face. Because <laughs> right, it's a celebrity, you know what I mean? Because it's spinning around and you're trying to do jokes like yeah. that, everybody. You know, so I'm like a matador there. Every joke is like a like a swing of a bull going by. Like, did you say, my mother? <laughs> every punchline you should, should come with a red Exactly. Yeah. Every punchline. I, I look like I'm some Spaniard and a bull is coming around because I'm, tr- I'm trying to get everybody to see my face. Yeah. So before that happens, I, I want to do this because I because yeah, I've, I've been enjoying this for a long time. It, it's not going to be as yeah, and that's what I said. Same. I said about you this morning. I'm like, there are always people when you're here because we we're talking about the Chappelle thing, which we'll get into in a second. But right. I'm like, there's always people that come. Oh, Carlos is this, and I'm like, you don't survive doing what you did for 30 years. I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. Uh, being what you're accused of being. No, you can't be you a joke thief and do you this. Can't no, be good at this. No, and have that as your only gimmick. And if and again. <laughs> if you if you get busted doing that now, right, you're dead in the water. So, like yeah. you were you were a pariah forever. So you know better. And you're but there haven't right. been, dude. Ever since no, 2006 stupid. and that video, there have only been accusations. Nobody's ever posted anything Look, to say this is my joke. This is his joke. Nobody's ever done and that. So what? At this point, it would either come out in the wash or not. Yeah, I but, don't even like talking. Like I'm done talking about it for you. Well, you know what's funny? I finally am a hundred percent sure of what happened. Finally, okay. So, oh, you, I, I, I thought I told you about this you stuff. maybe did. I don't remember. All right. So here's what happened. Long story short, uh, two things occurred. One of them was a really good friend of mine. You know, I said, I'm feeling good about life. And he goes, well, you need to apologize to certain people about things that you've said and done. I'm like, dude, I'm the nicest guy in the world. Like, yeah. there is no comedian right now alive that has the pedigree of comedians that they've helped yeah. Like I have. I do. You've right? said that. Yeah. I, and I totally like, agree. Like, like sure. nobody. When, when you say Cristela Alonso, Joe Coy, you know, Pablo Francisco, Freddy Soto, yeah. Bobby Lee. And we could go on and on. Like of all these people that I've not just helped, but brought them on. Right. You know what I mean? My shows. And so I'm, I'm not that guy. But what happened was a really – one of my best friends in the world says to me, dude, I got something to tell you. I've been holding in for 20 years. Long story short – he was the first person outside of our family that I invited to come to hang out with for Christmas. Right. I bought him an Xbox. This was way back in the day. <laughs> right. I bought him an Xbox, and when you buy somebody an Xbox, you have to buy him an extra controller or you're a douche. Right. right? Yeah, it only comes with <laughs> one. Right. Scam of the century. But today it's okay because you could go online. Right. Back then there was no online play. Right. So, you know, you, you're stuck happy solo playing by yourself against right. the computer. Right. So I, I tried to package it, and I couldn't. I couldn't make it look like one present. Right. So I go gag gift. There you go. So I gave him the gag gift, which was the controller. Single controller. Single controller. <laughs> At the end of the night, when he's walking to his car, I run out and give him the Xbox. Beautiful. Nice. Thought it was the greatest joke ever. Right. This dude has been holding on for twenty years. Right. And he looks at me and he says, "Bro, it was funny for five minutes." What? And then every minute after that, dude, as your best friend, as a dude who supported you, it just got more and more humiliating and more and more humiliating. At the party. The Xbox thing? Yeah, because he was like, I can't, why would you just give me a controller? I don't understand. Like, everybody's looking at me. They're getting great presents, and I got a controller, right. and I'm trying to pretend that I'm okay with it. And- right. But he didn't see the writing on the wall that probably had another thing attached? Well, here's the thing, dude. I ne- I didn't, for the first time, I didn't see his pain through a, a fog or right. through a lens like you are, right. like a normal human being. Right. I literally just saw his pain. Oh, I literally okay. just felt my best friend's pain. Huh. And even and and he was telling me, like, dude, I know you gave me the present. 
But by the time you gave it to me, yeah. I, I felt like emotionally raped. Wow. And Jeez. I was like, give me the Xbox back. Wow. <laughs> so I went, you know what? I got to call some friends. And so I called another really good friend of mine who's a comedian. And I was there the first time you ever got a standing ovation. Nice. So I called him up and I go, have I ever done anything to you that really hurt your feelings and you have something to harbor? He goes, well, you remember that time? I, my standing ovation? I go, yeah. This is the first standing ovation. Everybody stood up. You walked off stage. You looked at me and said, what did you think? And I said, yeah, one day you're actually going to be really funny. <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, dude, uh, that, you don't it's, even understand. You that echo. So well, you were the one because, guy that he wanted to impress. Because here's what I found out, bro. Yeah. This, this, this really threw me for a spin. The majority of comedians that were angry at me were, a lot of them were because they felt that I – they, that I that they looked up to me, yeah, and they wanted me to give Their them approval. that approval, right. yeah. But I'm a comedian, right? And I'm an a hole like well, that. You goof on stuff. Yes, yeah. that's that's it's you a know. great line. someday you're going to be funny. And like, so yeah. all of these guys were just hurt. He was like, "Dude, it hurt me that yeah. I wanted you. I just I just wanted yeah. you to say you're funny. I see you. Yeah. And when you did that, it's just dude, you hurt him. It hurt me, bro. So he was riding it. You had that performer's high, and somebody kicked the chair yeah. out, which is the furthest but fall I, you can but have. What I, and, and I I wanted to say to him, but I felt his pain as well. Yeah. But, dude, you, I calmly was like, you know what? Just so you know, you've got a standing ovation. Yeah. If, just understand the way I look at life. Yeah. There's nothing you can say to me to, to erase right. or remove or change how I feel about a standing ovation. Yeah. Nothing. Jesus Christ could come down from heaven <laughs> and say that set was horrible. And I'm like, well, talk to these people. They loved it. Because they, they walked on water for me, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's nothing you could say. So right. I didn't get that yeah. these guys were. Well, I think you are done explaining it. Yes, but this is the, the part about That's the an jokes and stealing. Yeah. A really good friend of mine named Willie Barsena during COVID is we're hanging out. We're, you know, we're outside. We're doing the COVID hanging out thing. And he starts telling these young comedians a story. And it starts with, I went on stage and told a joke, and then it bombed. And Carlos went on stage and told the same joke after, and he killed. That's how good he is. <laughs> I go, dude, I know you're trying to give me a backhanded kind yeah, of compliment. Right. Yeah. But let's be honest. I can't tell the same joke that didn't work right. and make it work. I, I, I can't. I can tell a different ver joke. Yeah. Make it, same but I can't tell the same. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's like, no, you did. Remember when I went up on stage and I did a joke about a wooden spoon and my mom hitting me? I go, dude, I remember the night. You went on stage and talked about how your mom just hit you with a wooden spoon when she was making this certain fucking. Oh, careful. Freaking. <laughs> no, it's, it's a Mexican dish. But anyway, it's called right. funky something. <laughs> no, it's whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I said to him, I remember the joke. Yeah. And I remember what I did. I went on after and said, First of all, I gave him credit. I go, dude, yeah. his mom hit him with it, you know, when it's going to go. Let me tell you what happened to me. And I told this big story on how on March 19th in 1978, they sent a sheriff to our school because we grew up in East L.A. Right. A lot of immigrant parents who beat their kids. Yeah. Like beat their yeah. kids. So like they the had to send the sheriff, you know, to tell us like, hey, when your parents hit you, that's illegal. Right. You call the cops. <laughs> You know, come and get us. Right. And so I went home and I told my mom, I learned today that if you ever hit me, <laughs> oh. you're going to go to jail. You've never been beaten harder. Right? No, <laughs> she didn't hit me. She she tricked me. She said, I respect you. You're learning and I'm not going to hit you again. And 
And so my mother had this thing where she was she was supposed to buy me shoes in September or August or September for school, right. but she would wait until Christmas and then pretend that they were Christmas gifts. Right. <laughs> so this was like March, and my mom goes to prove to you that that I that I that I'm not mad at you. I'm gonna buy you shoes. Nice. Right. So. So we would buy my shoes in Tijuana, Mexico. So we would drive down to a place called uh, Los Tres Hermanos Zapateria downtown, right right across the famous whorehouse called Alibas. I was going to say because it's called Shoes and Donkey Dance. Yeah, right? it's okay. got Los Tres Hermanos. Yeah. It's three. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, dude, we park on this side of the border in San Isidro. So it's 1978. It's literally just the bridge and somebody painted a line in the middle. They didn't even right. put tape. Like it had little crooked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like done. somebody walked the line back. <laughs> And, dude, my mom stops us, right, in the middle of the bridge and goes, do you know where we are now? And I looked up to her, and I literally woke up a few minutes later. Okay? Drove me to Mexico to be Dude, she drove me to Mexico. She hit me one time. Real hard. I woke up and then she picked me up and took me to buy my <laughs> yeah. shoes. Yeah, well, she took her shoes. Like she just. <laughs> so when I looked at him and I go, "Oh my god, dude, that that's not the same. That's no. not. That's just a similar premise, right?" And then I went, "Oh my god, that's why when Rogan accuses me of stuff, yeah. he doesn't say I steal stuff. Now he says I repackage premises, right." That's not a repackage. And that's a complete. So now I know exactly what occurred and why it occurred. Yeah. People who were pissed at me, who were hurt by things that I did to them or right. said to them, got an opportunity to hurt me back. And they did. And they did. And you know what? They cost me millions of dollars. Yeah. Millions of dollars. But the one thing I'm not going to do is, you know, crap on them. Because what I want to teach, especially especially the young generation, that, you know what? Putting other people down to make you feel better about yourself, in, in the end, it doesn't make you better. No. You know, it's kind of like uh, in, in sports, right? I'm a huge, huge Real Madrid fan, and our biggest enemy is Barcelona. And whenever Barcelona fans meet me and they know I'm a fan, they say, your team sucks. And I say to them, well, this year, especially this year, they actually do suck. I go, your team sucks this year, but I don't like that. I don't like that your team sucks. Because when we beat you, I I want you to be the best team in the world. I want everybody to think we can't beat you so that when we do beat you – it means something. Yep. When we beat a club called Deportivo Alavés, nobody cares. You're supposed yeah. to. Of course. They're, they're not even from Mesa. Right. They, they're not even Tucson, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah, not Tucson. Right? That's, like, that's like saying, ooh, we kicked ass in Yuma. Ooh, <laughs> really? Like, that's the same thing. So, right. you know, what, what I have the opportunity to do throughout all of this and through 10 years of therapy yeah. is to let people know, like, but you know what? You're, you're going to be fine, right. dude. Don't what, let it bother you. Teaching, don't be angry. What you're teaching me right now is through kind, flowery words, uh, you make amends by vicious, vicious revenge with success. Yeah, but you know what? I'm oh, not just, doing just take it for that. that. Yeah, I am. I'll, I'll, I'm taking that on for you. Ah, good. You, good. Will, you, you will get your revenge, <laughs> like kind of like the way uh, the Joker and Batman, like they stew over something horrible for years and years, and then in the end, they're like, look who's got you now. Yeah. That kind of thing. Except, That's revenge, only it's a Let sweet me tell you revenge. the irony of this. When I, I was a kid, revenge. my older brother bought me a book called The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. In the original, for some of you that have seen the Jim Camisel version, yeah. that's not the book. No. In the book, at the end, he has one person to get back revenge at. And then he realizes that his that she had his son, that that boy who pretended to yeah. be the other guys, it's not. It's his son. And yeah. she yeah. tells him, 
You're the richest dude. You're, you did it. Yeah. Just leave with me, with our son. Let's be a family. Let's be happy. Forget your revenge. Just forget it. And he says, I can't. I, I just need to do this yeah. one thing. And she says to him, you really are not the man I fell in love with. Right. You are not Edmundo Dantes anymore. Yeah. You are the Count of Monte Cristo. And I remember cringing like, why would you not let him ask him? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Revenge! <laughs> just let him have him. He can just—he's gonna—he's gonna bang you after. Just wait. Just wait. You waited years. He's back. Wait. Yeah. I remember the end of that movie different. Where he goes, "Quiet down, bitch!" And then he moves out of the way. It was, uh, Dave Chappelle was the star of the yeah, one I watched. The one you watched. Yeah. It, it, move, they end bitch, up happy in the end. And, and, yeah. So. Yeah. I, that lesson, Yeah, I never got it as a kid. Yeah. And and I remember I was eight years old when I read that book. And it took me uh, basically, so what, yeah. 53, 8, four, 44 years, 45 years. I'm, par- I'm to, terrible. To figure, to figure out yeah. that. There's a great line in the movie. I don't want revenge on yeah. anybody because I know that that's going to eat me up. Yep. It's no gonna, country it's for old men. my soul. Barry Corbin has a great line in that that I I love where right. he says uh, the guy who shot him and put him in a wheelchair, right. uh, Tommy Lee Jones, is asking him basically saying, what would you do if he'd have gotten out? And he goes, probably nothing. He goes, it surprises me you say that. And he goes, ah, the older you get, the more you realize, uh, the more you try to get back what's been took for you, the more it's going out the front door. Uh, or yeah. The, yeah. The harder you try to get stuff that's been took for you, the more it's going out the front door. Yeah. So you're just trying to save something and the door's wide open for all the stuff right. you're missing. So you're missing life essentially. Is the, yeah. the, right. The, the, when the, you seek – Things out like yeah. good things. You're happy. Yeah. It's once you become protective or or vengeful like that. Yeah. That's why I shut everything out. Yeah. Every friend of mine that's starting like that was poor and becomes middle class. I tell him, you be, be careful, dude, because this is when you become a douche. <laughs> Seriously, because this this is when you learn all your bad habits. Because when you're poor, you don't worry about it, other people. You're like, if I work hard and I do what I have to and I bust my ass, yeah. I can make it. You know, it's once you get into that that community, especially the gated community, where you start worrying about other people's stuff. Yeah. You know, the you, Joneses. Yeah, yeah. When you, dude, when you live in the hood off of Guadalupe, nobody's ever going to knock on your door and complain that you turned your garage into a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but if you live in a gated community somewhere in Gilbert, somebody's going to be like, is this color approved by the homeowners <laughs> yeah. association? They're up your ass. Exactly, that's dude. True. And like that, that's when you got to be. But still, we can agree that being rich is much better than all of this. Being oh, rich, yes. Yeah, oh, Middle class, no. Middle class stinks because you're in limbo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's the worst that, part. But yeah. Exactly. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You rich keep going. is one thing. Yeah. But it, it, I'm telling you, it's that middle class. It's that no no crimes get solved in the hood. Everybody yeah. knows who did it. Everybody knows who did it. But nobody says anything. You know what I mean? Right. Something happens. Dude, I you, you don't even know how many people in the past like three months have come over my house Knocked on the door and asked if we could download them footage from a car that oh, went by. No yeah, at five, you <laughs> yeah, know, the on March nineteenth. You know what I mean? At three forty-eight. Right. You know, 
and, you never know who that person might have right. been. And I'm just like, uh, I deleted it. it yeah. I don't even know where it is. I try to pretend. That area. And they're like, no, that's a ring camera, bro. Those <laughs> things stay. Those things stay. We bro. know you got it, dude. Let me access your camera. I'm like, I'm trying not to be a rat. <laughs> but you got a ring camera. You know what I mean? But then my wife is like, oh, my God. Well, let's get them. What if they would have been in our house? You don't know her at all. So, so then I get all scared and I'm like, oh, my God. That could have been somebody trying to break into our house. You right. know what? Let me go get Would you like it on a thumb drive? <laughs> An SD card? Give me your email. I'll yeah. hightail to you. Yeah, when you have stuff, you start being a rat. You start collecting things. Ratting is a little easier. You get, yeah, yeah, you you get, get a little, little protective yeah. of what you yeah. have, whatever that crap is. The word rat scares him to yeah, death. I don't, but, I don't, you know, I'm down he, with he'd that. still beat the tar- he He's street justice. <laughs> Rats are bad. Yeah. You, you, you are in the city where a lot of rats go. <laughs> Absolutely. This is rat heaven. This is one of those places, bro. This is rat heaven. I saw nothing. Carlos is at Stand Up Live tonight and tomorrow. You're at Tempe Improv Friday and Saturday and Sunday. You're everywhere. You're at all of them. Stand Up Live tonight and tomorrow. I can go to standuplive.com or tempeimprov.com for the other times. Uh, you're going to see him. The guy's covering the entire city. Uh, we were just talking about this off the air, the Dave yeah. Chappelle thing that happened at the Hollywood Bowl last night. Where a guy jumped on stage to try to tackle him. <laughs> I said surprised. that this morning. Like, uh, I, like this thing that, that bothers me about this, and as a comedian, you've been at this. It's a craft for years and years. I don't think, like most comedians, are like it's not going to change what I say or do. Yes, it but is. what it is, it, it might. But what it will is change guys like Brad and uh, and Matt and Joel, the owners, who have to worry now that somebody is we got is, is a loose is a loose screw or an unhinged person. Will it change your your thought process on not what mine, you say? But yeah, the majority what, of people, yeah, a lot of the up and comers. Are going to be a little worried. That there's no security, well, or they're going to have to hire more. Every, it's going to every, be weird. Everything about this, everything about that was bad, right? Yeah. For, first of all, you know, first of all, the people at first. I don't know if you remember, but the first two or three days, they were kind of attacking after the Will Smith, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They were saying, "Well, he shouldn't have told that joke in the first place. Right. It was an insensitive joke." For, first of all, here's what you people need to understand: every joke, no matter what you think, yeah. has. Two sides to it. Yep. Somebody's getting hit. And somebody's getting hit, but sometimes it, it's not what you think it is. Like for me, that specific joke, for example, yeah. I didn't think it was a low blow. I'm old enough to remember that movie. Yeah. I'm old enough yeah. to remember how important that scene was when she actually shaved really her shaved head. her head. That year she was voted sexiest woman alive. Yeah. And when she showed her ripped, Everybody thought she was hot as hell. And, and strong and empowered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, him going to that joke was actually kind of an empowering right. joke. I think had he said like a Wakanda joke of the black chicks with the bald heads in Wakanda, <laughs> yeah. that might have been a little bit of a diss. You know what I mean? Had he looked at her and said Wakanda forever, I think yeah. that might have been a little bit of a diss. That's right. a great joke. Exactly. But, yeah. but there's always there's always another side. And what I hate, I hate. <laughs> oh, what a Dude, I hate that if we go to like certain gay shows, they just make fun of each other yeah. with impunity. But yeah. I go up there as a, as a heterosexual and do a couple of jokes, and it's yeah. like, Can't do it. oh, how dare you? Oh, but, yeah. but but also I hate the hypocrisy of when I hang out with my black friends, at a certain point, I got to drop an N-bomb. You have to. Yeah. You feel the need. No, because they tell me, oh, oh. you're going to be like that dog? Come on, man. You know what's up? That's like guys. I'm not following like, that. <laughs> and, and, and then they're like, yeah, you ain't white, man. Come yeah. on. Man. I swear. <laughs> and, and then they start getting kind of violent, and I'm like, like, all right, N words, okay, okay. <laughs> and then they're like, there he is, there he is. <laughs> it's your key in. Yeah. But that's I, a trap. But, I'm not falling for that bald white. I hate, hate, 
hate that it's that that it's like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I hate that I have to tell a story about you know something that happened to me in real life a long time ago yeah. for somebody to be like it's okay. Right. Like I do a joke, I go, dude, I I, I can't I can't make fun of Transformers yeah. anymore. Seriously, right. Right. you have <laughs> to. You know you don't what know I mean? Who but you sense. can. That's the thing, though, and that's of why I you think can. like the crazy thing about the Chappelle deal to me because when uh, in t- was two thousand three, I guess when uh, <laughs> guy from a uh, Pantera. Got shot on stage in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I thought uh, concerts will now be completely different. Like, there's no sure. way this stays the same. And we got over it a few months later. But that was different. It that- was different because it was a madman. Correct. So now it's going to be one of those things where you can't trust anybody in the audience. No, you can't. And that's where the danger comes because it's going to change the tenor of the room. It's not necessarily changing the material or the person on stage, but the cloud over the room is like, uh-oh, and everybody's going to feel it. The crowd's going to – you know that when you're on stage yes, of course. and the crowd changes. Yes. If somebody stands up – that fear of like, oh, what's is this person just heckling, or are they going to lose it? Yeah, and I, now we have that. And there, you got to think about all these young comedians who do crowd work because yeah. that's what you do when you're young. Yep, they don't know how to they don't know how to use the power yet. Right, right. They're not good at it. Yeah. So they got a lightsaber and they don't know how to use it. Yeah. And it's either going to, dude, somebody is going to get stabbed, shot, yeah. or killed. Most people don't know this, but uh, three years ago, a comedy club was shot up because some dude made fun of a dude who went outside, got his gun, came back in, shot at him. Go online, dude. You can see a, a comedian breaking a guitar in another kid's head because he <sighs> stepped on the stage. Another one, the guy came up, the comedian hit him with yeah. the bottom well, of the... Well, if you get on stage, you should take a shot. You could, you... Somebody should get hit with a microphone or something because if you have the balls to walk on that stage, well, here's the thing. that's breaking and entering. They're game. jokes. It's right. words. Go home. It's yeah. words. Yeah. Yep. It's it gonna go back to words. sticks and stones, slide That's whistles, all and it uh, is is words. Yeah. It's the it's just words. Yep. I I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me that either. That if you have a sensitive bone in your body and you go to a comedy club, you have to just eat crap sometimes. But it's the way gonna be here's, you. But here's, nobody does that anymore. Bro, but here's the problem: they laugh when the victim is somebody that they don't like. Right. As long as it doesn't That's hurt the them. Problem, right? Right. Kind of like this started. During Trump for me, mm-hmm. uh, Rothschild, yeah, Rothschild uh, mi- um, was in Minnesota. Let me see. No, uh, Wisconsin. So okay. Rothschild, Wisconsin. We're a sold out show. Uh, it's like uh, 1,200 seats. And then I get a phone call from the promoter and he goes, are you going to do jokes about Trump? And I said, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do two minutes before right. I go on stage. Why? <laughs> right. He said, we literally had 62 people call and say – if you are, either they're not going to come or they're not going to bring some friends of theirs that want right. to come. And So they're dictating material from a distance because the club Don't go there, bro. And I said, yeah. so I said, no, no, no. I'm going to tell them that I'm, I love Trump. I'm going to do yeah. jokes about how horrible Obama was. Right. And everybody showed up. Yeah. And you know the first thing I did yeah. when I went on stage. Oh, yeah. You got to go against You know that. it, bro. Yeah. You know it. Raise your hand if you're one of those, you know right. what I mean? And I, dude, it that's when it started, and I hate that. Yeah. I hate that hypocrisy. Yeah, dude, horrible. I start my shows by telling people, if in, in a calm, cool way, if you're easily offended, if you have sacred cows, yeah. if you don't understand, uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you people right now: yeah. if you're easily offended, have sacred cows, think there are certain things that should never be made fun of, and don't understand that 13 American soldiers died in Afghanistan at the end of last year, so that I could have the freedom to say whatever I want. Don't come to my show, right? Do not come Beautiful. to my show. That's right. Get your money. Don't. That's right. But you know what I pay too? That when I make fun of my people? Yeah. 
It's just, oh, it's great. his mother has 18 kids. Her thing's like the Waterloo Canal in Panama. Oh, it's so big. Children are flowing. Don't That's let them right. drown. Everything's yeah. hysterical. If you can make fun oh. of your own mom's fadge, you can make fun of somebody else's. That's what I'm saying, but I that's think, not what right? happens. Let's do that. Yes. Brady, I'm here to talk about your mother's vagina. Again? Now. Again. <laughs> but isn't that, that's how we grew up doing your mama jokes? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you have to learn to take a few hits to be better at being a person. Like, you have to eat. You can't be in an echo chamber of agreement constantly. Sometimes somebody's got to say something that challenges you. But that's why you have to have friends that are outside your bubble. Exactly. So you understand. Like, uh, you know, we in America Like your N-word friends. It. Yeah, yeah, but but they and I also. Use that term but here. here's a, here's the cool thing: when I bring friends that have never been introduced to that, and yeah. they hear us talk, oh, it's they make sure to let them know, like, "Yo, dog, this this just here." You know what I'm saying, man? Don't you do it. You this is just us, man. I mean, we're gonna let you say it right here. Yeah. But if we're around white people and you say it, I'm gonna bust a cap in your ass just <laughs> just to represent. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still think that's a trap. You're, we're walking I, a fine line, my oh, friend. Oh, I concur, dude. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> I, you know, I get it. But yeah. but it's the hypocrisy of it, and it's the it's what people yeah. don't understand that if you have the right to say whatever you want, that gives me the right, and vice versa. Yep. So the minute you tell me that there's certain things I can't say. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that you can't say either. Exactly. You're not and then going to we be just able whittle to it make down fun to of nothing. Latinos. I've been saying it for years. We're getting closer and closer. Pies in the face is the only thing that's funny anymore because everybody's going to be so afraid. So no, have to but somebody's going to somebody's going to do a Visine commercial. It's like whipped cream burns your eyes and I can't see anymore. <laughs> yeah, it'll be offensive and to pie people. Allergic. Dude, and then you're going to have a blind guy running on stage, not hitting anybody because <laughs> he can't. <laughs> just a blind guy. Go, Talk. Keep talking. Yeah. Ring a bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> With a little. Clicker, click, click, yeah. click, click, click. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, good. I'm glad you've got that because I don't want you to feel like that. And if anybody steps on the stage, just know that Carlos is trained to kill. That's all you should tell everybody. Well, I've yeah. had people like press the stage before. Really? I've had people throw uh, bottles at me. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Well, they're recorded, too, because I record all my shows. So. Sure. So you have evidence. Yeah. I so have it's evidence. all recorded yeah, on top of it. He's got a ring, ring doorbell. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's big on recording bad people. Dude, the best, was, the best was Addison, Texas, bro. I just, because this guy was like, I'm a Mexican. I'm a Mexican. I go, dude, you're of Mexican descent. Be proud yeah. of that. Yeah. Don't confuse being of Mexican descent with being Mexican. They're right. two different things. Yeah. And he's like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm a real Mexican. I was like, okay, where were you born? <laughs> And he, I swear to God, he's like, oh, Arlington. The real Mexican from Arlington. Yeah. Texas or Virginia? Right, right. There's two. Oh, my God. And then I go, hablas espanol. And he's like, oh, now you're going to get technical. I'm like, and in the middle of Jesus, I just went duck. And I ducked. Bottle. He threw the bottle so hard that there, the, the, the back is a, a foam, but that looks like brick. So yeah. it's the hard foam that yeah, looks yeah. like brick. It hit that foam and shattered. Man, so I get up on stage. I mean, I'm up on stage and I grab the mic and I go, bro, this is a room full of people that love me. Yeah. <laughs> what are Why you doing? would you? And dude, the shortest little Mexican girl walks right up to him, jumps in the air and punches him in the face. Dude, now it's everybody beating up yeah. these three dudes. And two of them are like, I... I, I told them not to throw it, eh? I told them not to throw it. And they, they, they beat these two dudes, and then a cop comes in, and he goes, Addison, PD, mother effer, and he flips them over, and wow. he throws them on his back. And I remember 
like when everything calmed down, I go, cop, hey, cop, don't before you leave. How many years have you been waiting to yell that out yeah. <laughs> while you're grabbing somebody and giving them a suplex? And he goes, thank you for my fantasy, Carlos. <laughs> it's beautiful. He was like so happy. So well, I, now I've you're making me rude for something horrible to happen at your show. They sound more fun. Well, I do like two weeks ago. On stakes, and, yeah, it's amazing. Two and, weeks ago, I literally almost killed somebody on stage in uh, St. Louis because they laughed so hard, they literally had a heart attack. Really? The oh, doctors wow. told them not to come and see me. The doctors that told them. That is a diagnosis the from a medical were professional. Like, well, the, she had just had some heart issues <laughs> and some oh, surgeries. Oh, I see. So the doctor was like, that guy is funny and he's going to make you yeah. laugh and it's going to do things to your body that I don't think you should, you right. know, I really don't think you should see him. But Let's get doctor's approval to I see I hadn't it. performed there since 2007. Oh. So uh, she was like, I got to see him live. And, dude, at the end of the show, bro, I see them taking her out and, you know. They had to wheel her out? Oh, she did. And you take, that's a badge of honor. Sadly. (laughs) You're proud of this. You're telling this story because you're proud of this. Oh, God, yes, I am. Oh, God. I almost killed her. You're killing them Had I actually killed her, there would have been a part of me that was like, has anybody ever really killed like me? That's why you other comedians hate me. You killed. I killed, bitches. I killed. King Kong. Right? You're King Kong. I'm Godzilla. I saw the movie. I am the king of monsters. Oh, yeah. That's pretty impressive, though, to watch stretchers. You know, that's. Keeping stretchers nearby, just in case. You should have just that. to have a couple in the back. Yeah. Of, we might I've, need. I've this. had uh, I've had uh, to date six heart attacks at shows. Really? Yeah. Six. Hey, look at the smile on Three your face. Three birds. <laughs> look at <laughs> your proud. Wait a minute. That is Why one of those. Why would I not be proud? Those uh, blank eating grins. Why was, would I not be well, proud? Because people are dying, and that's you know I'm, that's t- dangerous. Dude, you're ma- I'm I'm making somebody laugh beyond their physical ability to laugh. <laughs> you're killing them. I, I put that on them. Like, seriously, what kind of shape are you in? the strangest humble brag I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it that is. is like, there's no I'm humility proud of you. in it. Look, I'm horrible, too. I agree. I think it would be great if I found out that we had somebody laughing so hard they had a, they died. But then, it would be a phenomenal moment for the show. I'd yeah, put it on a commercial. Yeah, but is it that I was that funny or they were out of shape? You know well, what I mean? It's, it's their fault to <laughs> a certain I'm kind of like yeah. COVID in that respect. You <laughs> know what I mean? man. I'm kind of like Omicron. I'm not killing everybody, but you died? You had pre-existing How conditions. A, yes, exactly. So, oh, you know what? Carlo Cron. Don't, don't come if you have pre-existing conditions. There's another one I should have said. Pre-existing yeah, right. conditions like die that. in I've my I've almost shows. killed six people with a smile like I'm supposed to go, nice. Yeah. That was right, a you weird want to hear the opposite. Here's the opposite. Um, performing in San Antonio, Texas. You brought a kid back to life? Yes. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Well, this uh, is getting uh, unicorny. Uh, truly. Okay, go. Real story. Uh, <laughs> so this guy comes up to me uh, right before the show, shakes my hand, tears in his eyes, said, you saved my brother. I want to thank you. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I appreciate it. He goes, you're no, welcome. for real. Yeah. My brother was in a coma for two years. They said he would never wake up, and you woke him up. And I was like, okay, when do you hear that stuff? Yeah. Sure. You know, maybe. Then a dude comes out, bandage on his head, like, like the whole looking head like like, like 1970s <laughs> like drama. Yeah, I, I hurt my head. Yeah, okay. like that kind of thing. I've never seen a wrapped head. For the real. whole wrap, all right. the way to the There's top. A mash truck. Yeah. Almost looked like a turban. You know what I mean? So whenever Gilligan got hurt, they would wrap his head. Like, I never understood <laughs> oh. it. But go so ahead. for two years, this guy he was in a he was in a car crash and he was in a coma for two years. And his family uh, was told to go and talk to him, read him books, right? Play music for him because. Sure. When they wake up, Stimulate. they remember that kind of right. stuff. So this kid went and go see me perform, bought a copy of the show. This was back in the day when 
way before the technology today. So right. I had to record onto that, transfer it to a regular cassette tape, oh, and then em- uh, then mail you cassette tapes. Yeah. So that's how long ago it was. So I mailed him this. He went and played it for his brother, and his brother woke up. In Can the I finish your story for you? Yeah. He woke up and he went, turn it off. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a hilarious. great joke. That would have been the best. That would have been, dude, if he had said that, that to me, I literally would have crapped my pants right there. Because if, if he would have been like, I heard your jokes and I woke up. And like, I made you laugh. I was like, no, no. turn it off. Turn that off. Turn it off. That's what got him up. Uh, no, he said, he said that he heard a joke that I said he laughed so hard that in the middle of the laughter, he woke up. No kidding. And yeah, so on the opposite that? side, I got somebody out of a coma, right. too. So you're, well, I guess, that, what, you're five almost killed. Well, six almost killed, one survived. So you're, you're yeah. plus five. And by the way, for the record, if any other comedian has has had heart attacks, they stole it from me. <laughs> if anybody the woke up, it. they stole Look, it from me. Carlos, we've been at this for 21 years. I'm going to start claiming it because now I know yeah. that I actually wrote a lot of those jokes before yeah. them, and they were the ones that tried to adapt to me. I, I, Boom. I know I'm going to go ahead and take it one step further. Check Ralphie's phone records. I was the last person on the phone with him. He was laughing his ass off. That's the last I remember. Oh. I you did killed it. him. I killed Ralphie, man. Nice. I'm saying it out loud. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> he had pre existing conditions, though. Hey, listen, I was hanging out with Gabe Lopez this weekend, so we were talking about Ralphie <laughs> oh, the whole time. Yeah. Ralphie used to be afraid of dying on stage. That was a very real fear of his. We were in Vegas once we were talking. He goes, Well, not afraid enough to put down the burger. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, no. I mean, he, he still needed to eat. He still he needed to eat. Because it's going to happen. Well, that was the funny thing. He said that to me in Vegas because, Johnny, I'm afraid I might die on stage someday. That's my biggest fear. I'm like, that's what you're afraid of? You just ate a 40-ounce steak and you got dessert. Like, you, you have odd fears. Like, you, yeah. don't be worried about that. Odds of that are slim. What you really should be afraid of is going to happen, and it happened. But that was a huge fear he had of uh, somebody rushing the stage and killing him. Just not there. Scared to death of it, deep down. Really? We had long talks about that once in Vegas, like hour-long talk. And he goes, I'm not – and I'm joking with him. And he goes, I'm not kidding. This, that's one of these days somebody's going to kill me on stage. That's how I'm going to die. I have none of those fears anymore because – Throughout all this, I've gotten so good at at doing crazy, yeah. edgy material, yeah. and and how to like how to juxtapose it. Yeah, he was just worried it. about a lunatic. He didn't care. About, I, don't, I don't think he was worried about like the material doing. Just someone out. And of your mind. audience is incapacitated anyway. Yeah. Most of them can't yeah. move. They're about to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, got, you got so much head wounds. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. your clogged artery crew. <laughs> they're not coming out with a fife and drum. Forget about it. You got so many. Carlos, yeah. <laughs> Clear. Yeah. I'm gonna come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that final. Yeah, I wouldn't be afraid of your audience yeah. One more joke. Yeah. And you're right, dude. I shouldn't. Yeah. I I shouldn't be happy that people are getting no. heart attacks. No. But I swear to God, dude, that's pretty impressive. It I'm is a badge of honor. I'm yeah. writing the book, and I'm I'm and I'm on that section. <laughs> And I swear to God, dude, it's the largest chapter oh. of any of the sections. Yeah, and the chapter is called How I Kick Ass. <laughs> Watch this. It's called Humility. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. The day I found about how humble I am.
I'm incredibly humble. Let me tell you. About I have none of that, bro. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Mencia, that. tonight, stand up live at 8 o'clock Thursday. Uh, that's tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo. This is sort of a racist casting, don't you believe? Uh, all through February, they just bring black comedians in. Yeah. And now and I didn't even think of this. Cinco de Mayo, they're like, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. As soon as they found out that my mom is from Jerez, Zacatecas, yeah. they're like, you're doing all the Mexican stuff. <laughs> that's why they got you running around like a Mexican. They're doing like 50 different shows. All right. They got, got, they, got me, they got me working like I'm an illegal, bro. <laughs> Wait, you're working Wednesday? <laughs> you're bigger than this. People don't die on Wednesdays. They got to work tomorrow. Oh, no. Those are the days that they die. Those are the death days. Murder nights. Okay. Oh, murder nights should be a safe Murder nights are usually Wednesdays or Sundays. So the weekend crowds are ready. I hope for you that if your career starts to get get a little bored, maybe you'll go to a children's hospital and get one of the weaker rooms and knock them all out in once. That would be a good idea. Get them young, you know? Dude, you know what? I still don't know what to say when I do those make-a-wish things. I still don't know What if a kid gets wheeled out of one of the rooms there? Well, I'm I'm not funny there. But oh, here's what not. happens. No, no, no. I'd be I, trying I, real hard. So it's an do, easy audience. When I do places with disabilities, <laughs> yeah. I try not to be funny. But then inevitably somebody yeah. there knows what sure. I do. And then, dude, you don't know what it's like to be in a room filled with people with cancer and cerebral palsy. Yeah, doing a, yeah. doing you know a set I mean? And hospice. have somebody go, do the joke about the people with disabilities. <laughs> I'm like, wait uh, a minute. You go there and nobody knows who you are. That just makes you an orderly. No, they do know. Some of them do know who I am. Well, and I, I mean. wish they didn't know because then I don't have to be funny. But then when a but dude, what's the point of you going if you're not you? I, but I want them to not know. Like, you know Why? what I'm saying? Who goes there anonymously? So that I don't have to be funny. It's it's really creepy doing <laughs> Well, they don't go. No, I have to do it. When, people so, so. Are, when cerebral palsy people ask you to do it. They're used to disappointment. Fun, you know, oh, a foundation yeah. thing. you got to do it. Please. Those people have been told, no, you can't do that. Well, here's, They're used to you and, not And my biggest up. fear is to do an impression of somebody with palsy and have somebody with palsy Tell me that it sucks. Rush the stage. Like, that, I don't <laughs> care about that. Click, 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 Dude, I, I can do the shake and bake just as good as them. Come on. Come on, dude. What do I got to zigzag a little to get away from him? Come on, bro. You can't get a line on him, but it's pretty dude, predictable. Dude, dude that has one leg shorter than the other and yeah. shakes his ass off catches me, I deserve it. My fault. Exactly, dude. Yeah. But that is my biggest fear. You know what I mean? To to be like, I wish, and they're like, that's not even good. You know, that's yeah. my fear. Yeah, that you do a bad impression yes. of one. Yeah. Yes, It's everyone's fear. But it's fear. so amazing. I'm just doing what I want to do. You've right. really tapped in on and something. see right. them doing it. You know what I mean? That's a, Like, I've literally done impressions where a right. bunch of kids with cerebral palsy look at this one kid and go, he looks just like yeah. you. And they point to one kid. <laughs> Your goal is to get a room of people with CP to go, he nailed it. Yes. That's yes. perfect. He's yes. like he went ahead. Yes, perfect. Just like that. That's exactly what it is. Dude, I tough standing ovation because my, yeah, my yeah, cousin's in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah. and I do I do a lot of stuff for this thing called the Ronald McDonald School in East Los Angeles. Right. So every year I, I kind of try to do a show there. Sure. And one time I was actually doing a show where I started doing an impression of this one kid. Well, it wasn't on purpose, but then all the other kids started <laughs> pointing to this kid named Tommy going, Tommy, Carlos looks just like you. And dude <laughs> – he stands up all shaking. For the first time. Right? Yells <laughs> out obscenities. I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. I don't know what I'm going to do. And here's the greatest thing ever. He he said, like, you mother ever had something you would to me. And then there's a long pause. And he goes, 
I don't look Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> And then That's I just, what he was mad at. I immediately was like, oh, it's the Mexican part that bothers you? Not the, the crooked face part? Dude, he nailed me so good, dude. It was amazing. And it was one that of the first times great. that I saw them. That I began to see them as, as human. human beings. <laughs> you're, you're saying horrible things right now. No, because before that, I didn't. I saw them. I'm, I'm being I'm serious. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I saw them as people with disabilities. Yeah. I yeah. saw them at, not as less than, just a little bit. You know? Yeah. Like, okay, so there's a Jack in the Box in Austin on the corner of Anderson Lane and Burnett. There's a guy, let's call him Harold, that used to work there. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. He one eye was bigger than the other. You could tell because you could see one of his eyes, and the other one was blurry through the glasses. Right. So you could tell that one <laughs> yeah, was really had a googly eye. He had a hump on his back. He walked with a limp, and he had a speech impediment. So I walk in there, and I go, and and I walk in, and he walks up to me, and I notice all of this stuff right. as he takes three steps. Right. He looks at me, and he goes, "Welcome to Jackson Box. Can I take your order?" And dude. I didn't even do it on purpose, bro. I go, can I have a number two? And he goes, what are, are you effing retarded or something? <laughs> Dude, he nailed me so good. And he just brought me back and I looked at him and I go, I'm normally not like this. I'm so sorry. I saw the hump. I'm so sorry, yeah. dude. I'm just I'm googly so sorry. Just assume I need to slow yeah. down because the hump. So then you're a dromedary. Yeah, he goes, it's cool. You know, this happens all the time. And what do you want? I go, I'll have a number one. What would you like to drink? I go, I guess I'll have a Diet Coke. That's what I say. I, go, I guess yeah. I'll have a Diet Coke. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to give you a Dr. Pepper. What? <laughs> I just asked for a Diet Coke. I swear to God, he goes, no, you said I guess, and you guess wrong, bitch. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you effing with me? Seriously? You, you want to come on the road and open? Do you have yeah. any idea? And then he looks at me and he goes, dee, dee, dee. and I'm like, oh, you're a fan of mine. You're a fan. He knew my day-day-day. He knew it, so he quoted on me. Here's the best part. I go, I'm going to get even with you, bro. I'm going to get even with you. Come to the show. Came to the show, had a great time. About six months later, I'm performing in uh, San Antonio, Texas. And uh, it's about 45 minutes away. So I go, I'm going to go mess with Harold. So I go, I make sure that he's working the drive-thru. He is. I come around. Ironically, this is not a joke. His voice doesn't sound that bad right. through the through the little box. So through the little box, it's like, <laughs> right. welcome to Jack in the Box. So I, I order, like, I order number two with a regular fries and a Diet Coke. Right. And then he tells me how much it is. And then I wait about 30 seconds. And I go. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, man. I changed my mind. Can can I have, instead of that, just scratch it. Let me get a number four instead. Instead of a regular fries, give me curly fries. And instead of a Diet Coke, give me an iced tea. Right. And then I waited for about 45 seconds. And I go, sir, I am so sorry. And then I hear, <laughs> God damn it, Carlos, is that you? <laughs> you almost got me fired, bitch. I was like, what? So I come to the front. I go, what happened, dude? He's like, oh, this guy came in and he... Changed his order, and I thought it was you. So I told him to F off really loud. <laughs> and I go, oh, my God, what did he do? He said, I'm coming in the front and reporting you. And I was like, oh, my God. So he came angry at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I go, did you get in trouble? He goes, no, I didn't get in trouble. So I looked at him, and I go, don't lie to me. You didn't get in trouble, but you pissed him off. So that means don't lie to me. He goes, okay, I won't lie. When he showed up, 
did you act more yeah, effed you, up? You, you picked it up. Then you actually are. And he goes, dude, you don't even know. <laughs> he goes, I started to st- stutter. I leaned the hump in a little more. You stuffed his hump. He, he said he was like shoving the hump as he walked in, <laughs> displaying it. He said I pretended to have a big limp. I was like, "Wow, dude, you're just a person like everybody yeah. else." You should tell that story that he was normal, and then he saw one of your shows and had a hemorrhage. That would be and awesome. Then, <laughs> and now he's you now he's that would be guy. so sad because part of me would want to take care of him for the rest of his life, right. and the other part would be like. Look at what I did. I did this to you. I did this. <laughs> Look at what I've done. I did this. And I can do worse. I can almost kill you. Yeah. You're Guys, lucky. I, I gave you. Palsy. That was my B material, broskies. <laughs> I was testing new chunks of stuff out and gave you palsy. I get- Just be glad I wasn't hitting my hard stuff. <laughs> Just be glad I wasn't committed to the yeah. bid, bro. You'd be Stephen Hawking today if I sold that better. You don't want me I to go want, there. I was watching anything It'd be even better if you just watched anybody crippled who goes by. You're like, I did that. Just take credit for all of it. You and I got to hang out during the day and just yeah. go to a place where there's a lot of disabled people. I so I could just be like, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. I have made all of this. Uh, Carlos you are all fun. my children. <laughs> Wait for my Garrick set. Oh, my God. I want to take you over to a hospital. But do not worry. Yeah. I have a new set that will fix you all. I have brought back from the dead. I w- what I have created, I can fix. I, I will make your palsy yeah. go away. And you will just be cerebral, which means smart people. <laughs> I will take away the palsy and make you just smart. <laughs> Oh my God, dude! Uh, always you get Carlos me in good. trouble I every didn't time. do anything. You're the one making people retarded. That is not my fault. <laughs> no, that was Harold. Harold was the one that said the R word, bro. That is your that problem. That was Harold that said the R word. Uh, you are, you are the tainted government cheese, my friend. Uh, Carlos Mencia is at Stand Up Live this weekend. Also, Tempe. Well, tonight and tomorrow, this weekend at Tempe Improv. If you want to go, standuplive.com, Tempe Improv. Always a pleasure. Always fun, man. It's great. Carlos Mencia, everybody. It's 98 KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.